Today on the show, I'll be interviewing Carlos Salguero. Carlos has been an entrepreneur his whole life, starting many businesses throughout his career. Most notably, he had an eight-figure exit from a supplement company and also went on to become the top 1% of Amazon sellers. Carlos learned early on the importance of diversifying into real estate to generate wealth for his family. We have tons of golden nuggets in this episode, so be sure to stay until then. Carlos, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. I am excited to participate here to, uh, with you today, and uh, thank you for inviting me. Of course, of course. So you have a really interesting background, and I don't believe you're always in the real estate field. Can you give us just um, a couple minutes about your background and how you got into the space? Yeah, for sure. I've been a, an entrepreneur all my life. I started uh, doing business in my teens. I co-founded a mountain biking magazine when I was very young, and uh, it was the largest mountain biking magazine in South America. We uh, exited out of that as I was going to college here in the States. And then, uh, you know, kind of followed a little bit more of a traditional route after uh, going to college. I, I thought, uh, and everybody was telling me that I needed a degree to succeed. So I followed that path, got a couple degrees, one in business, one in engineering, and then went on to work with for Hewlett Packard uh, in San Jose, California. And I became the youngest uh, North America engineering manager for the laser printing division. I just started as an intern there, unpaid intern, but uh, it was just getting my foot in the door. And within five years, I was uh, leading the North America region of their printing division with assembly lines and production and bringing material from Asia and all this stuff. But all the while, you know, I was always entrepreneurial. I was always looking for a side income, something I could do on, on the side. And I started dabbling into e-commerce. I started learning the eBay platform and I started selling on eBay back in the early 2000s uh, and quickly realized that you can make a lot of money there. And within nine months, I was doubling what HP was paying me. So it didn't make sense any, anymore after that to work for for them. And I started a, a business out of my garage selling uh, printer toner cartridges. Back then, that was my first product. And uh, I was making great money. And then I tried other products and, you know, some went really well. Some didn't go that well. I got stuck with merchandise, but I learned a lot of lessons along the way. And, and uh, overall, I, I had more wins than losses. So I kept going. So now I've had that business for what, over, over 15 plus years. I started the company Officially, uh, unofficially, I started in, in, two, in the year 2000, but officially in 2004. So it's a 17-year-old company, and now it has evolved not only into e-commerce, we're top 1% sellers on, on Amazon, and uh, I built and sold Amazon brands, a supplement brand last year. I sold for eight figures, and then um, I, out of necessity, because I needed warehouse space, I was renting for a long time. I was leasing and, and I was just tired of, of paying somebody else's mortgage. So I started looking for my own place. Uh, I found a beautiful 50,000 square foot commercial building that uh, to me was beautiful. To everybody else, it was ugly because it was, it, was, it was older. It was run down. It was supposedly too much work for a lot of people had been sitting in the market then by maybe a couple of years. Uh, and that was nine years ago. And and uh, I saw the opportunity, bought that building for uh, under a million dollars, and now it's worth nine times what I paid for. So that kind of gives you an idea uh, that over time has grown my love 
for real estate. And uh, a couple of years ago when my dad passed, he, uh, he also kind of did the same thing. He built a business, built the real estate around the business to host the business. And when he was ready to retire from this business, he kept the real estate and cash flowed from the real estate, lived off of his real estate for 20 years. And then when he passed, he passed on the real estate to us. So I saw opportunity in having a property and my dad was the classical uh, do-it-yourselfer that managed everything, collected his own rent and uh, was friends with the tenants and things like that. So there's a lot of upside when we took over and started running the place professionally. So it's, you know, that has kind of increased my my desire to, to go hard at real estate. And uh, a couple of years ago, after I sold my first company, I had this, all this liquidity and I always came back to, man, I, I need to put this in, in, in real estate and assets that are producing cash flow. So uh, I've slowly but surely increased my level of knowledge. I have participated in the Grand Cardone Real Estate Summits. I'm part of his mastermind, and that has just blown up my confidence to go invest in large multifamily properties. And uh, it's no different than building a business, right? It's no different than building an eight-figure brand or, or a successful business that I've had for over 17 years, uh, it's just, you know, numbers and making sure that you run things properly, systems, and that you understand uh, how to capitalize on the opportunities and the profits. Great. That's a, that's a really interesting story, how you sort of went from entrepreneurship into the corporate world, back into entrepreneurship, and now real estate investing. Would you say your dad was your biggest inspiration to get into real estate, or have you always had a passion for it? I think he was definitely the first influence of me getting into real estate because I saw him build his industrial real estate portfolio by himself. And, and had he known that that was the actual business, not his printing business, because he had a printing company, had he like been aware or being mentored or had met somebody that would have kind of told him, hey, listen, you already know how to develop and build. You should do it on a grand scale, man. He was, he'd have been a wealthy, wealthy man. And he started from nothing. So he was definitely my first influence. He kind of took away the fear of owning property. Uh, um, never really taught us, like sat us down and said, Hey son, uh, this is how you go about and, and own real estate and, and manage real estate and profit from real estate. No, it was more, I, I acquired that by, by watching. And then eventually, uh, when I when I bought a home and and then I started looking for a property of my own for my business, those were other things that kind of uh, motivated me to go learn. So I would say my dad, the first one, man, and the second one, uh, probably Grant Cardone at a big scale, where he has now just blown and gave me everything I need to go build this big time. Right, my goal in the next five to seven years is to go acquire $1 billion of real estate with my group. The The next thing I really wanted to ask you is that with all of your experience in business, uh, whether it be from the corporate world or your own entrepreneurship, have these skills really transferred to real estate investing? 100%. Every single business lesson that I've acquired along the way is now proving very useful and helpful in real estate. Because real estate at the core is a business, Right. You have, it's the same thing. It's the same P&L, the same financials. You're looking at a business that produces cash flow, 
and you're, you're, you have a revenue stream that is your rent from your tenants, you have your expenses, which is no different to a business, and you have a, a, a way to predict what, the, what that will do in the future if you are active at maintaining the property, making sure that you apply the right market rents, and take care of your of your customers, which are your tenants, right? So it, it's it's a business. So every single lesson in business transfers very nicely into real estate, and actually gives you an edge, because I truly feel like like building a business from scratch, or even owning a business or buying a business, it's a lot riskier than buying real estate, because in a business you're more dependent on your employees and the market conditions and your clients and all these things, right? There's so many more variables. In a real estate transaction, the variables are greatly diminished and is very predictable. You know, location, you can get a report of how the location is in the stats and if it's growing or not and all that stuff. And typically that doesn't change from one day to another, right? It, it has a pretty good time trajectory uh, for rents, you kind of know what they are in the area. For upside, you understand what people are looking for. So it's, it's, it's very discreet. And that's what I love about real estate. It allows you to park your capital and also very confidently go and show other people. It's like, look, let me show you an investment that is very, very predictable and that we can reduce our risk and yet have great returns in the future. And it's tangible, right? It's physical. You can see it. You can walk into it. You can sleep in it if you, if, if you even want to. So that's what I love about real estate. Recently, you bought a mixed-use property in Tennessee. Beautiful class A, class A asset. And I was fortunate to be on the webinar and watch you present it. Did you have trouble convincing people um, that it was a good investment? You know, I didn't. I... Uh... I, I basically looked at the property. I looked at the area. I looked at the upside opportunity. I looked at everything that it offered and I packaged it in a very, uh, a very easy to understand form so that I could present to somebody that had capital and say, look, this is an opportunity that we can go into together. Uh, I'm investing my own money, my own time, my own energy, energy and effort to go bring this property to where it should be, which is that the full upside uh, opportunity that it has in, in the case of the, the Murfreesboro, Tennessee property, the Gateway Village, if anybody listening to this wants to go Google it, is uh, it's close to a hospital. The location's incredible. The vacancy rent rate around the area is only 4.9% for commercial. We have 37,000 square feet of commercial space. 66% of that is vacant. So that's, that's my opportunity. And I know that within 12 months to 18 months, that will be filled up. I already have some tenants lined up even, even, even before the close of that, of, that, uh, of that deal. So I knew that uh, sometimes what happens is when you are in a deal, and I'm talking about the owner, is like you, you, you definitely love what you've built, but you don't take full advantage of it because you're too close to it. And you need some outside eyes to look at it and say, oh, wow, this is a great chance, great opportunity. So I basically, Jalen, conveyed my, my passion for the property and the opportunity and the upside to investors. And I did not have anybody really uh, fight me on it. In fact, you know, we got 
we got oversubscribed in incredibly fast time and I have extra money that will be deployed to other deals as well. So when you find the right deal and you're able to present it in the right way, um, you won't have any problem finding the capital, the equity and, and the right people to invest with you. Congrats again, by the way, on your closing. Thank you. And, and remember, this is something very important too that I want to make a note of. Uh, folks invest in the property, but they're also investing in, in, in the team that is behind it. So one of the things that we also focused on is to show our investors who we are as businessmen. In this case, you know, myself, my partner, Sal, and everybody else in the CS3 investments team and, and understand that, you know, we're, we're not new at business. We know how to take opportunities and make him, make him scream, right? Take him to the, to the, to the max of, uh, profitability possible. So it's very important for you to convey your background. Uh, and if you're new at, at it, you have to find somebody that has some experience so that your investors feel comfortable. It's like, oh, cool. I want to invest in this property and I'm investing also in the team behind it that is going to run it and is going to take it to where it needs to be as quickly as possible because they'll see their, their capital come back quicker and their profits increase. Would you be able to talk about that a little more, actually, if you don't mind? Something I've realized is that really real estate, you have to have a strong team behind you. Um, Some other businesses, you can get away with doing it on your own. It's probably not the most efficient. So have you, have you known your partners for a while or how, how that really work? Look, I, over the years, I have become very good at at reading people and also uh, finding the right people for the teams that I have. Like I told you before, I have several companies. I've uh, sold companies before. And one of the key things in having success in business is to find the right team and put it together and lead. So uh, as far as the partnerships that I have for this property in particular, I really haven't had any challenges building the team because I, I, it hasn't been, it hasn't been hard to to find people that are like-minded that want to align with our long-term vision, right? Many times what happens is when you find folks that are in it for the short term or for the quick buck or where they don't have a vision for long-term and that maybe this is the one deal and, and they're banking on this deal to save their life, that is short-term thinking. And also it's scarcity thinking. And, 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 and when you match that with abundance thinking and long-term thinking, it just doesn't doesn't match. So I, when I talk to partners or, or prospective partners or people that are going to be part of our team, the, the conversation is always focused about, you know, here's my long-term vision personally, as a, as a, as a man, as a husband, as an, as an entrepreneur and as a leader and visionary, here's the, 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 the business long-term vision. This is what we want to do as a business and then understand what is your personal vision and do you align with the company vision? If those are a match, then it becomes really easy to say, oh, this person's probably a good fit for what we're doing. And then secondly, I love when people talk and say, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to go you know, storm the hill and, uh, and, and, and take no prisoners. I love listening to that, but I don't really take it at face value until I see him do it. So I want to see you do what you say you're going to do. And when you do that, then, okay, I think, I think we got something here, right? So 
uh, actions speak louder than words every day of the week. So I have people coming to me all, all the time saying, hey, Carlos, man, I want you to mentor me. I want you to, to, to coach me. I want you to, to teach me business, real estate, or any other subject. Uh, what can I do for you? And, 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 I, and I give him stuff. I tell him, hey, listen, I, I, need, I need for you to make phone calls for three days straight and find a prospect for our, for our property or do this or do that. If they go and do it and they're willing to go take that experience as a learning lesson, and, and uh, come back with results or even with challenges, right? Uh, I don't mind if they're stuck somewhere as long as they keep asking and, and, and it keeps going like that because that means that they're willing to step out of their comfort zone and go do things that they've never done before, come back with questions, get coached, get mentored, and go do it again and try again and try again until they get it right. That tells me a lot more from a person than me interviewing them for like 30 minutes about their skills and what they've done in the past and the resume, right? So that's a little bit of how I uh, vet people and how I get to know people that will be future partners or even team members. No, that's really interesting. I never thought about it that way. Um, really with your partners, you are in a partnership, especially in real estate, you're in a partnership potentially for life with them. Yes. And you really had to understand that you're both on the same page. Where did you learn that? Have you had um, something not work out in the past? And you sort 100%. of, <laughs> <laughs> you, you learn those lessons from failing, man. That's what you do. Yeah. I, I, look, I, t- so somebody asked me the other day, say, Hey, Carlos, um, what would you have done in your twenties that you didn't do? And I said, man, Ilias is his name. He's out of Canada. He's a, he's, a, he's a very young businessman with an amazing painting business up there. So I said, Ilias, here's what I would have done. Number one, I would have found a mentor that had the success I wanted. And I would have been very intentional at building that relationship with that person so that I could learn and avoid a lot of the mistakes and almost shortcut my success and have a mentor that is already have the results and it's still in the grind. That's number one. Number two, I would have found partners that align with my vision because for like the first 15 years of my business, I did it by myself. I had no partners. I did it with my own capital. I even, I didn't even get any debt from a bank to build my business. It was all uh, a cash business. And if it didn't have the cash, I didn't spend it that limited my growth because I wasn't able to scale as fast as I did. Yeah. Still, I built a, a, a very, very big net worth in businesses that I sold for eight figures, but had I known how to find the right partners and find those partnerships for capital, for skill set, for expertise, for relationships, for network, man, I'll be probably 10 times further ahead than where I'm right now. So Going back to that is why do I know how to uh, spot partners now? Because I've had, once I decided to have partners, I did have one or two bad partnerships along the way that, you know, kind of taught me a lot of lessons of how to go about it. Yeah, it's interesting just how much experience and you really can use, instead of using other people's money, or like we do in real estate, you can really leverage other people's experience and learn so much just by finding great mentors and really sticking with them and helping them out as well. hundred percent. 
look, some cultures have these apprenticeship uh, culture where you go and learn from somebody that already has done something and you, you are, you're watching, you're helping, you're mopping the floors if you need to, you're washing dishes, doing whatever it takes to just learn the business. And many of those are unpaid opportunities. But you're there because you're, you're gaining something more valuable than money. You're gaining experience and the know-how to go do things that otherwise you couldn't do by yourself or you, you don't know what you don't know until somebody shows you the way. And some of these people have struggled to figure out the answer. Why would you want to go and, and invest all the time and struggle yourself instead of, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get close to somebody that already has the results and learn as much as I can, right? So I think I learned that from my dad uh, when, I, when I was growing up. He was very busy in his business. And the only opportunity we had to see him in the evenings and afternoons and even holidays was at the office at his business. So we would come home from school and straight up go do our homework at the office. And then after homework was done, we would hang out, right? Hang out around the printing machines, around the computers, around him doing deals on the phone, around him writing checks, around him, you know, uh, talking to employees. So we absorbed, my brother and I, we absorbed a lot of that knowledge without him necessarily teaching us and lecturing us about business. It's like we had the real life school of being around a successful businessman early on in life. So that would be my biggest thing is like get close to somebody and offer to do whatever they need to do. And don't be worried so much about how much you're going to make an hour because the wealth of knowledge you'll get will be worth uh, unlimited amounts long term. Mm hmm. Something I really respect about you is that you always make time for your family. Uh, I know your son, Isaac, you brought him down to uh, Miami for Grant's uh, conference, and you always talk about your family with us. How do you manage your time between all your businesses and projects that you're doing? Look, I'll tell you what uh, Grant said in one of his talks is, I don't build a business, I build a life. And my life includes all my businesses in it. And that's my family included. So I include my family in everything I do. I don't exclude. It's not that I have separate compartments in my brain for, oh, now I'm doing this or now I'm doing that. It's like all together. So Isaac has, has grown around my business uh, since he was little, right? Just like I grew around my dad's business, my little ones, my twins, my 10-year-old twins, Gabby and Isaac and Caleb, sorry. Uh, are growing around the business. They're already talking money. They're already talking cash flow. They're already talking real estate. They 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 want to monetize their their social media. I mean, they're they're already thinking uh, way beyond what I was thinking at their age. Given now technology and all the things that are an opportunity for them. And same with my wife, right? My wife has been a supporter of mine from uh, the get go. I was very clear when we met. Hey, honey, this is who I am. This is how ambitious I am. This is where I want to go. And uh, if you want to come along for the ride, it's going to be a, a great ride. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a grind. But we'll get to a point where we'll have a lot of the stuff that other people can't have because we were willing to pay the price that others wouldn't be willing to pay. Great. Well, Carlos, this has been an incredible time interviewing you. And I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything you know about business with our listeners. Do you have any final thoughts for someone who wants to get into the real estate space? 
And how can we learn more about you and your projects? Thank you, Jenny, man. First of all, thank you for having me. I am very, very excited to participate and collaborate with you more in the future. And another thing is I want to congratulate you because you're out there, you're, you're pushing, you're building uh, an audience, you're, you're building businesses. I know you work full time and, and, you, and you do this as well. So uh, I, I, I wish that uh, more young men like you were out there um, building a future for, for their future family, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you're married yet, but uh, you're already laying the foundation of what is to be. So uh, what I will tell people that want to be in real estate, specifically in multifamily real estate, is just get close to people that are doing it in a big way. Get close to a Grand Cardone. Follow me on Instagram uh, at uh, I am Carlos 10x. That's my handle. Follow me on YouTube. You know, find people that are willing to show you the ropes, to, that are willing to show you the truth that are not hiding the deals, that are not coy with the information. Look, if you have an abundance mindset, and this is what I respect so much about Grant, is he is transparent. He shows you everything he's doing because you feel like there's more than enough for everyone. When you tend to like keep things to yourself because you feel that you know their scars or they're limited, that just hurts you along the way. When you distribute and give more and you're very open about what you're doing, more comes to you, it flows. It just continues to flow in, in more abundant fashion. So I would say, get into a Grand Cardone course, get into a group of friends that are doing multifamily real estate together, get into a mastermind, meet people in your area that are going places in multifamily and see is like, are they are their level of ambition the same as yours? Or are you the most ambitious person in the room? You always hear about, the, the smartest person in the room, which is great. You'd never want to be this, the smartest person in the room. What you never want to be either is the most ambitious person in the room. You want to go meet people that have larger, bigger goals than you so you can think bigger. When you expand your mind, you blow up your, your thoughts and your dreams, then that, that space, that big space need to be filled, needs to be filled up with, with great goals and ambition. And uh, that's what I would recommend to anybody listening that wants to do something big. So hit me up on Instagram. I am Carlos 10X and let's have a chat and I can help anybody that wants to be helped. Now I can do so much. You're going to have to take massive action if you want to go do something big with your life. That's right. Do the work. So those li work. links for anyone who uh, missed it will be in the description as well. And thanks so much, Carlos. Thank you, Jalen, man. Congratulations, brother. Appreciate you. Can't wait for the next one.